Greetings, fellow citizens. This is fake Mayor Mike Duggan with an important public service announcement. There is absolutely no doubt about it. The No BS News Hour is 100% on point and accurate, which is why I, fake Mike, implore you to completely ignore it. I mean, seriously, people, why waste an hour of your precious week listening to hard-hitting facts that expose the real truth? when you could be attending any one of my 67 weekly press conferences and ribbon cuttings. So remember, if you want the straight bullshit, come see me. And if you want no bullshit, you can listen and watch that other guy on the No BS News Hour. Which is why I'm here to remind you, avoid, ignore, simply do whatever it takes to stay just the way I like you, bamboozled. Detroit, it's no BS News Hour with my main man, Charlie Lodon. Uh, yep, I went down to the auto show last week. My friend the garbage man warned me beforehand. Not much action this year. On the riverfront, where the auto show was being held, the garbage cans were nearly empty. That meant people were doing other things. Sounded like some news fit to print, so I scored a free ticket to the show. It wasn't hard. The car companies couldn't give them away. The show's borders ran from the Renaissance Center, ostensibly the world headquarters of General Motors, down to Huntington Place. I didn't know what Huntington Place was or where it was located. Turns out Huntington Place used to be called TCF Center. And before that, it was called Cobo Hall. The only thing that's changed its name more times than the Cobo Hall was Jaja Gabor. The big three were in attendance, but it didn't feel like their hearts were much in it. Jeep and Ford gave chauffeured rides up a metal ramp at a 45-degree angle and not a whole lot more. No trapeze artists hanging from the ceilings this year. No models, no elaborate sets covering the drab convention walls. There was a board guy showing the new electric Chevy SUV made in Mexico. It cost 45000 before tax, before dealer fees, and before cup holders. Good luck selling that in Detroit with the Dow and free fall. There were puppies in a free-range pen. I like the puppies, and I like the soft pretzels, and the gigantic rubber duck outside near the monster truck. I like those twos. I got nostalgic. It all reminded me of the Livonia spree. But it all felt the mo. Small tents porta potties and homeless people rifling for treasure through the garbage cans. The grandeur of yesteryear was gone. I ran into an old high school friend in the basement of the Rensen. There were cars on a carousel down there. They were, were free to look at these cars, but there was no one to look at them but me and my friends and a bored custodian, custodian piddling with her pen. This is scary, my friend said to me. What's the future for us around here? I don't know. Feels like we're walking around in pajamas. And he was right. I remember the auto show back in January 2009, the last time the Dow was collapsing and the executives from the big three drove to Washington with tin cups in hand. And at least the Germans showed up to Detroit back then. They brought their cars and sent their reporters who sneered through their steaming cigarette plumes. Detroit is over, said one Weisenheimer. And I told him not to bet against us. I reminded him the Roman Empire had also fallen, but there were still Italians walking around in nice shoes and sipping good coffee. But this year I wondered, 
Where was Rolls-Royce and all the other high-end stuff that used to make Detroit the place to be? Was it COVID on we? Was it because the high-end car companies don't see the percentages and are moving toward new methods of marketing? Have our homegrown companies decided that we don't warrant more than a soft pretzel? I think switching to warm weather was a good idea. I'll never forget the image of the shivering Germans with nicotine steam billowing from their upturned noses. We just have to try harder. Remind everybody that we are still the world's motor city and we are. How about maybe moving the auto show to June to coincide with the Grand Prix? And while we're at it, move the Dream Cruise to June as well. And maybe top it off with the Autorama and the fireworks. You know, like host one gigantic orgy of Automania. Maybe we should put the Thanksgiving parade in there too. There wouldn't be much to compete with it. It'll be early summer. And the only other game in town, the Detroit Tigers, should be long out of contention by then. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor. Do with everything. Assigned cheese fries to go. Ready, set, go, red, go. Detroit might not make it to the championship, but you can have a little bit of Detroit at your next championship party. American Coney Island, 12 dogs with all the fixing. Air mail special, right to your door. That includes Alaska and Hawaii. AmericanConeyIsland.com. The first, the best, and better than all the rest. And they can't fly either! Yeah, baby, I'm going to Vegas! They got a Coney store there too, yeah! So, Charlie, when that becomes the next thing next year, like your interview with Tudor Dixon was taken and turned into a commercial, your idea it's going to grow legs. It probably will, but then we'll find an excuse not to do it. Like, you know, I'll just take an easy one. Like, we don't have fucking police. Yeah, but it, it's going to it's gonna make sense, though, Charlie. But, you know, a, a, a lot of that centers on what I wrote about uh, this week in the Detroit News, and that's there are no people here. Um, you know, our population is not what it was. It's not what it is promoted to be. It's not what it was promised to become. Hold it there. We'll get to that because that is correct. That's your column this week in the Detroit News because it was a good one. Well, thank you. Before we get into that tight bit of news because that's the, the real important stuff. Remember, we're, Red's doing his Netflix tryout oh. show. You know, his old that's lady right. kicked him out. Oh. He had to wheel his shit in a shopping cart. <laughs> He's living in the flop house hotel the normandy no no disrespect it's a it's a home for a lot of people and you know um so we got you got to hang out for it it's really fucking good here's just a little taste of what's coming later in the program i didn't know he had the gun on him so i grabbed his hand but i grabbed the gun so i said well you can't eject okay i said somebody gonna hurt you one day man i'm not in that mode i'm not trying to be violent Right? That's Michael lives at the Normandy. Red has become the mayor of the mayor of Normandy. you know of Mid Woodward, yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Who so, knows? Maybe the dude is going to go to there's cuz there's a cabillion churches around there. Maybe Red's going to be like, you know, 
Reverend Red. Re- Re- Reverend Red and, and Head Alto. <laughs> Could you imagine Red in the robes? No. Singing well, in the you choir. you know what? Let's think about that. Exactly. That sounds good. Because I like that's that. what we're trying to do. Yep. Because this ain't no boring show. And by the way, did I just say it? I'm in those Tudor uh, Dixon commercials again. Did mm-hmm. I say just say that? No, you didn't. Because I'm getting old and I can't remember. No, you didn't. I'm fucking back in those commercials. The Democratic Governors Association of Michigan, I told them to take me to fuck out of their dark money commercials, stop using our show. That's $10, $12 million they spent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. That Tudor Dixon, you think... There I am. Look at me. Look at that with that nice haircut. You think that a 14-year-old who say is let, uh, a victim of abuse by an uncle mm-hmm. should have to carry the baby and then show up at the family reunion and face the guy? And she says, no exceptions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for asking the regular people question, but I didn't give any dark money super PAC permission to use our shit. I won't give it to any political party. And we haven't accepted a fucking dime of this 10 to $12 million they stole it Charles yeah everybody around here all the other fuck media is making the money and they don't know how we live who we are what we want and they're 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 game to let these people play us and the the only what is that ringing the phone why is the phone ringing are people calling in well, you, you uh, one was the number Just don't fucking yeah I didn't but don't I'll, I'll tell you okay put them on they want to talk to you I want to see what this <laughs> he's is he's already gone <laughs> He's already gone. He's already oh, they're gone. gone? He's don't, already don't gone. Call up in the fuck. I know. You offended him, Charlie. I mean, the guy. Oh, I no, Mark gonna... hung up on him. N- Why no. you? Uh... I don't think Mark hung up on him. As I tell my wife, Karen, Maybe. look, look, <laughs> loyalty above all. Don't. I am loyal. I'm just being honest, I'm wrong, Charlie. <laughs> be... Hey, even if I'm but wrong. You, but you know, it takes a lot of nerve for people to call. I mean, it does. People are nervous. They want to talk. They want to be a part of the show. And then they hear you say, why are you calling? It's like, oh, maybe it's the wrong time. So they hung up. No, no, no. That's, I, that's I'm, how I feel being I'm on sorry, the show. brother or sister or whoever it might have been. <laughs> I was asking Mark, how come we haven't figured out? Why do I got to hear the thing ringing? Oh. It's yeah. ringing again. All it's because right. you don't have headphones on. You want to pick it up? It's, you're not on the list. It's what happens in the penthouse. <laughs> yeah, it's not on the rundown. <laughs> Is somebody on there? Yes. Hello, what's your beef? Oh, great. And they have They're the having a fight in the background. <laughs> That's that? Karen. That's Karen. They're Charlie. listening to. Oh, whoa. That's oh. not me. Charlie. <laughs> yes. Hey, turn your radio down. I mean, well, I'm, this, I, I, I got to tell people this. Turn turn, turn the, the, hey. the simulcast down. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. Do you? Oh, You're on everywhere. Jesus. Hey, it's Mr. Positive. Of course it is. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm driving in here listening to the, a WJR. You're on there. Get a job, bro. <laughs> get a show. I mean, what do you... Uh, yeah, get a show. Get, get a, a podcast. That's what we can call it. He goes, why do I need to do all that when I can just bump in on everybody else's show? <laughs> yeah. I'm, you should get some commercials, hey, bro. Wear t-shirts. Just, oh, it's a commercial? Come, no, it's, oh, come on. Um, Be positive. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, I just want to ask you about Dixon. Uh, I'm glad you're bringing her up. She wants to uh, deny, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. Your show killing. China come on, get to, to the, bring come jobs on. to Michigan, and she wants to stop them from bringing jobs to Michigan so she, uh, the Chinese companies can hire uh, Michigan employees. Oh, listen and she to doesn't you. want that to happen. Oh, look, listen to you. And, and so why, that, sh- why shouldn't she let that happen, yeah. Mr. Positive? Why so negative? Well, huh? 
Well, I think she should let it happen. Why should she let I it want happen? Her. She what, what do you want what do you she know about this? Well, what what do you know about this? Why is it first of all, Mr. Positive, how much money is the state of Michigan going to give said Chinese company? How much do you know? No. No, help me. Okay, out. well, no. Nobody knows Mr. Positive. That's one of the problems with this fucking government. They're all signing non-disclosure agreements with the Chinese Remember, we created the Chinese, and they took all our factories and our technology, and now we're paying them to, right. for the dignity of having a job. So we don't know, Mr. Positive, is it 100 million, 200 million, 300 million? How long do these jobs last, Mr. Positive? What if the Chinese don't do what they said? Is there a clawback mechanism, Mr. Positive? Mr. Positive, finally, Whoa. where did this pool of money come from since we're flat ass broke? That pool of money, Mr. Positive, is the COVID money, the fake COVID money, the printed COVID money, the inflationary COVID money that the President of the United States sent to municipalities, the state of Michigan, and other, you know, governmental bodies. So maybe we should pause on corporate welfare. Maybe we should all not just call into radio shows and podcasts and start casting aspersions and get to the point where we're gonna talk about what we want, what's good for us, what's good for the currency, and what are the true details of these deals, bro? Oh, Charlie, no one could say, say it any better. You are spot on, wow. Did I just... Education at its best, you guys. Love you guys, keep Fight up the, the great power. work. Mr. Positive. <laughs> And on a positive note. Mr. Positive. Yes, he did. Because he could have been offended and then... No, he's oh cool. He's yeah, I mean, he was like, you're right. You're you're telling everybody something something he didn't know. A lot of people didn't know. And, and you're right. You got to give thought to it. Be what are we talking about? Because if Mr. Positive's drops on all the radio stations are... Mm -hmm. As I see him, he's a smart guy. Right, he but, is. But they, he's just playing us with details. But that's what you can do every place else call drop something starts start an emotional reaction and go on and again we talk about it all the time distractions it takes mm -hmm. away from the core of what we should be talking about look at the mess we're in and you know like we're gonna this leads right into what we want to talk about what you were talking about but also on the program is sean red novak basically what would you call sean Oh, the boy. ambassador. Yeah, Mr. Uh, DCFC. The, the Mr. DCFC, the Detroit City Football Club. The football meaning, you know, soccer. Uh, we, we got some video up here. It's madness, right? They play at... Uh, Wait, is keywords. this where you talked about want me to go? Yeah, oh, you yeah. Have, you oh, have. It's a nice crowd, no. Carol. What do, you, what do you got against, <laughs> what? against tattoos? Wait a minute. Flares. Wait a minute. We, we, we got to the Kid Rock concert. This... No. Thank you. You don't look have to sit that. with the Northern Guard. You can look sit on the other side. Shit! I, look, woo! I mean, first of all, they're winners. They're self-funded, right? They play out of Hamtramck. They don't cost us a dime, as far as I know. I mean, maybe a dime here and there. You know what I mean? Right. But they're not asking to be kept alive right. by we the people. It's the greatest scene. I'll make a donation to, to the She's football She's always club. making donations. I will do we that. Never do it. To get I'm out of doing anything. things? Sean, yeah, that's if, it. <laughs> if, if Karen showed up with uh, I like that move. me and Amy, um, Karen and Tim, her husband, and she showed up in a Dietrich fur, Ooh. would she be handled, treated with respect in this crowd? Roll out the red, carpet. Roll out the red freaking <laughs> carpet. 
Raccoon, <laughs> chinchilla, mink, it doesn't matter, Kevin. Oh, gee, thank you. I, yeah. I'll, I'll make a donation. <laughs> so they just moved up uh, the next level this year. They're one that's level good. below uh, Major League Soccer. That's so, good. No, and, I, and, I, and I'm kidding. But, in the I playoffs. Mean, that, that's a good community-based uh, activity organization. I, I certainly, I'm kidding, but I, and I applaud the effort. There is no better recent success story in this mm-hmm. city than how they have built themselves and how quick into a success in becoming a professional team from an amateur team. Than Detroit City, and it's it's wild as fuck. It's oh, wild, it's, a blast. it's awesome. Like I've lived in L.A., New York. You can't find this shit in El Paso, not Kansas City, not Chicago. That Columbus, scene none of them. Mm-hmm. is like the scene. And I'm gonna be honest, I haven't been to one yet, but I know all well, about you it. You go first. And oh, then, I'm going. Okay, and then you let me know how that turns out. Yeah, I used to live near the stadium. I understand. I'm not. I'm just saying. That's not quite my, my vibe. <laughs> you go and have a good time, Charlie. Sometimes we got to take you out the comfort zone, Karen. <sighs> I am. <laughs> All right, now, look. You basically wrote that the Detroit comeback, it, it's, a, it, it's a falsity. It, it was a narrative, and it's a, it's a hard, cold look. And in my opinion, and yes, you're really becoming, and I don't use the word lightly, a journalist and, and a commentator, because I feel that in this day and age, if you don't understand budgeting and finance and economics, and you're in the media world, if you don't have a rudimentary foundation in that, you're nothing more than an ambulance chaser or a gossip columnist. <laughs> and I really think you struck it. And when you look at where we're at where they say we've been nakedly what do you see in the city of detroit michigan usa i see a very fragile facade uh of 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 a change in perception about what's taking place yeah we have some new places but we've also got a lot of places that have closed we've got a not a lot of new developments and developers as you've talked about often make their money on the front end. So their success is not measured by the occupancy of that development. Um, I indicated I drive past two multi-family developments that are residential with commercial on the first floor and they're relatively empty. I mean, if they Over have- there in Kerchival? Yes, on, there are two of them. And and I see it around well, the all the time. the secretary of HUD came by like- Yeah, the, every day. I mean, fall. it's and, and there was another one yesterday. Um, it's been a long development. I, it was a, it's called Queen Lillian. It's a development. They were two black developers initially, and now they're in partnership with the platform. So there's what a- is that, What does that mean? You mean the, the white people? <laughs> it's, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name, but he's um, a- he's, He's a big developer. Um, Bradley Stone? No, not Bradley Stone. But what I'm saying, never mind, Charlie. Let's stick to the point. As you tell me, don't go down Mike the rabbit Hunt? hole. No, not Mike Hunt. Hugh G. Rection? No, Charlie. Um, Seymour but, Butts? No. John Cocken Toasten Cocken? Charlie, what are you drinking? Did you already use Mike Hunt? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, I wasn't listening. So anyway, but, but you know, Mike Duggan promised to improve education, reduce crime, and rebuild population. He said, judge the success of my administration on the increase in population. But that's not happening. Well, so wait. So you are judging him on what he asked you to judge him on. Well, yeah. And what we see is falling population, mm -hmm. falling living of standard, falling school scores. Crime Uh, is still an issue. Crime is, is the issue. 
we are judging you on it. And what do we get? Yeah. Um, suing the Census Bureau. Dude, yeah. it ain't working. And that's the second time, Charlie. But what it does, again, you know, people throw out those uh, emotional landmines and people say, oh, well, you know, it must be true because the administration is challenging the numbers to the feds. No, it's not necessarily true. And there's not necessarily any substance in that. People have, you know, meritless lawsuits all the time and they look good and they read well, but they know that there's no substance to it. So yeah, it's, it's PR bullshit. It's like, exactly. it's, it's like the auto show that I started with, mm -hmm. which is what a fantastic success. Yeah. There was nobody down there. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, and, and what are the numbers? Uh, you know, Detroit Automobile Dealers Association. We can't give those to you, they say, hmm. because it's too hard to measure because yeah. it was an indoor-outdoor event. No, how about this, motherfucker? How many people did you fucking swipe going in the door? Mm -hmm. Because you did it for charity night, and that was down a third from 2019, the last time we had a show. I mean, you can measure economic activity. That was down a third. How the fuck do you measure that? But you can't tell me how many people were there. Well, Level if, with us! But if those numbers are counterproductive or are contradictory to what they're telling you then it wouldn't make sense for them to that disclose those numbers fucking propaganda Pretty like much. they were doing with the money like if you thought my mom used to say george bush you know the second it's the greatest president i ever knew i go mom he was the worst two wars huge tax cuts deficit uh economic collapse Obama was wonderful. No, he wasn't. He spent a trillion dollars a year in deficit and turned it over to Wall Street. Trump, the economy was the best ever. No, it wasn't. He spent a trillion dollars a year in deficit and then two trillion for COVID and Biden came in and finished off the corpse. Yeah. There ain't no friend true. of ours. That's These true. parties are no friend of ours. They won't tell us the truth. And now here we are. What y'all gonna do? Anybody saved the nigga? I never went to Puerto Vallarta because I saw it. I knew it. Like you said, you called it out. Dan Gilbert, it's bullshit. Mm. I watch that skyscraper every day. It's bullshit. We're going to pay for your failure, bro. Well, you know, Charlie, too. And, and then when you call him out, you called him out. You don't live here. Who? Here's why you called him out. Now, you shouldn't have called him out because nobody can know where anybody lives without the tax forms, right? right. But... You just bought $50 million of uh, oceanfront property in Palm Beach, Florida. There are no income taxes in Palm Beach, Florida. Nobody's seen you around town. And then they jump on you when you say he doesn't live here. Right. And I understand, like you said, Charlie, you know, you got to be able to justify facts. Uh, I, I get that. And, and, and that's fine. But. So you misphrased uh, it. I misphrased it. Be but, And that's okay. But from, you know, a, a, a conclusion standpoint, based on all the information that we otherwise have access to, I think it is a safe conclusion that that's where he is. It wouldn't make sense. I mean, here's a person who has gotten millions of dollars from this city and this state for everything. I mean, he has navigated every possible angle for his benefit. You know, and let me say this. People always say, oh, you know, it's always against the successful person because he's rich. No, that's got nothing to do with it. I want people to be as wealthy as they can possibly be, but not at the expense of other people or people that are trying to just make a living every day. Oh, fuck, it's time to say it, okay? No. Well, look, we know what Quicken Loan did in the last collapse. I, we, I know Deutsche Bank sued you for a billion and the statute of limitations ran out. I know what happened to the mortgages you issued here. I know when I was doing the story, you called the news station and got it killed. Yep. I know 
that you just pulled $60 million from the city for that failed skyscraper, and then you just bought $50 million in property in Florida. I know. <laughs> Remember the failed jail under Fecano? That's the one mm-hmm. I caught. That's the one they, you know, when, mm-hmm. when I got in there, they had to bulldoze it. That's going to cost us $450 million by the time the loan runs out. Don't forget, ever forget the interest. So we got a new one going on. Now he's building it over by the incinerator. I promise, I promise the county gives me $380 million and I'll take care of all other overruns. Well, now we come to find out this. Mm-hmm. County's going to pay for the, the, the power and the, and, the, and the water that they forgot to design because Gilbert won't because he's got lawyers. Yep. He just sold parking concessions for $30 million to the county as if Gilbert owned the parking decks that he was being paid to build and now that his shit is tanking, he, we just bought our own parking deck but how for our own employees for $30 million. And then, Free Press reports, very good report, the thing is $64 million over budget mm-hmm. after that shit. Do you think Gilbert's going to pay it? Hmm. Or do you think the lawyers are going to come around and we're going to pay it? And again, and again, and again, you know this is the reason why people are listening. We told you that. Okay, it's nice to have reports way after the fact, but we are fucked. And that's what you're writing. But this is the thing. Why isn't? Why does this not seem right to anybody? Like, why? How does this make sense to anybody? I think you misphrased that. Okay. Because you said... You, then be did, my interpreter. Why does this not seem right to anybody? Well, the problem is it did seem right. It, it did seem... Because we trust the media and we, we trust the politicians. We, we're, we're still good people. We're not stupid, but we follow. I, I thought that's why... I pay for media and then I elect people to work for me that you're going to tell me straight. But you're not telling me straight. You don't live where you say you live. You ain't spending the way you said you were going to spend. And again, you know, anybody going to talk to the public these days, you better know something about finance. But Charlie, again, and I'm not saying anybody's stupid. I get it. But once upon a time, it seemed like people got riled up and they spoke up and they and they stood up and they said, hey, you know, we're not going to do this. Oh, that's coming, baby. Okay, you are crazy to me. You saw it during the summer of Floyd and you saw it at, at the Capitol building. But I just, you know, and I also think that part of the strategy, too, for this administration is engaging key people that can either that would otherwise ignite that type of opposition or that could help to quail it. I mean, everybody's got a check, Did a contract. Quail it like the bird. Squash quail. it. No, that what, what, what was I trying to say? Yeah. Quail. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> it. Oh, oh, you've been hanging out with red too much. <laughs> I didn't say turkey it. <laughs> but uh, Charlie, I'm trying to have a serious conversation. Yeah, and I'm, it's, it's serious. Oh, I'm sorry, Karen. Quail it up and finish. Oh, I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> Is this how dinner goes at your house? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention, please. All right, Charlie. What? 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 No, I'm just, I'm saying, and I, I think that the people that would otherwise, I, I think that all the key figures are somehow engaged that's a nice way of saying paid off. They're either employed, they're contractually engaged, they're somehow involved, they have access, something that they want enough to keep them quiet. It's a fucking And I wrote about hustle. that too a long time ago. And, and, and I do really believe that. And this is interesting. Coming, see, you're the first person in that scene 
you know, that power click, because you are, who's saying it? And I know, because I don't belong to the power click, but I got their phone numbers, and I know the, the respect that you're getting for saying it, and, you know, if you're listening, really, really take to heart what she's telling you, because it's upon us. And more than ever, we need to keep our heads and we need to pay attention to finance and politics as much as we do sports because they are interesting right but it's it's a that's a game of life and death this this isn't a distraction but i think people are a lot of people maybe not everybody but i think people are two things they're apathetic and they just don't know what to do anymore because it's been so consistent People continue to be elected to positions. They, you know, don't fulfill their commitments. They don't keep their promises. It's just, I don't think people really know what to do anymore. What do they do? I'll tell you here. I just have it right in here. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, at least in sports, you win sometimes, unlike politics. I guess. I'm on, you, you can win in financing. Mark, pull, pull, pull up Hall, Hall's number. You know it by heart? Uh, yeah, isn't it uh, eight six six call hall? I better check that now that I just said call hall. Look, I'm I'm going to dispense with this here, and I'm going to go right from my heart. Okay, the, these are our underwriters. These are the advertisers. But but here, regular person, here's what you're worried about. You're worried about your living quarters, whether you're renting or you own a home or you want a home. You're worried about what finances you might have, right? What's left and insurance. That's where you can coalesce. That's where you can find some savings for regular people because you don't have friends on Wall Street. So David Hall Mortgage, I've been thinking about this. The prices of houses are, are starting to drop. Interest rates are at six and a half. But the historic average of interest rates are seven and a half. So if the price is going down and you're still getting below historical averages, Now's the time if you can. If the rates go down, which they're not going to, and we'll address that next week. Because I spent a lot of hours talking to a lot of financial bigwigs, New York, London. They're not going down. Look at, look at the turmoil going on. If they do go down, you can refinance, but they're not going down for a long time. So now's, you want to rent? The mm -hmm. price of renting's going up. You'll get no equity, you don't own it. Get me? Feel it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you're waiting for new housing starts, right? New building, that's not going that's on. Not it's happening. not going to happen. It hasn't happened. That's why there's a crunch. And the interest rates are too high to start building new things. David Home Mortgage. If you own a home and you got a cash crunch, there's a lot of equity that built up because of that run that was going on with you know the hedge funds. There's a lot of equity. Callhallfirst.com? Yeah, callhallfirst.com, and it is 866-CALL-HALL. 866-CALL-HALL. Seriously, man. they're mm -hmm. really good. That's who I deal with. Mm -hmm. You get one-on-one. -on -one. They're very, And they're fast. Very they come respectful. to your house, Charlie? They no, will. That's, well, they that's Legacy Partners Insurance, <laughs> hey. who came to my house. They came to me. They wanted to advertise. I said, I got to know what you're about. Mark uses them. Yeah, not only do they come, um, they'll come to your house, but I got a call, you know, I never answer if I don't know who it's from. And I'm like, I'll just pick this up. And it's like, hi, um, Alex, I'm taking over for your um, your account. 
at um, at Legacy. I'm like, okay, do I need to do anything else? No, I just want to let you know. I'm like, all well, right, that see was you. nice. You get a call from the insurance. That's company. good. That's good customer service. service. Now, yeah. Alex is the dude dealing with me, and Alex is like, hey, we got to do this, got a little of that, a little couple of details. I said, I talked to him. I said, now deal with my wife. My wife is the one you're dealing with, right? Okay, you couple questions. I got it. Um, is my Mustang, my classic car, car, fully insured because it's in the garage and it's not registered right now? I don't want full insurance. The one I'm driving is not worth it, right? The one my wife drives, that's the one that's worth it to me. Mm -hmm. And then so we're walking through all of that. They saved me a thousand dollars a year, and I got two hundred thousand dollars more in coverage, mm -hmm. and I get personal personal phone calls i like this company he likes this company they saved me money right that's a thousand dollars saved is yeah. inflation it's so huge call 586-209-4106 and as soon as they want me to start talking about medicare again i will because it's the season remember you leave the hospital what happens to that bill your your prescription drugs what happens they shop for you no cost to you they can lower it and get you something better. And if they can't, you don't get charged. That's huge, Charlie. Huge. Because people don't realize that it's you almost can't afford to be sick. I mean, you can't. 100%. I mean, you really can't. The The bill for my foot surgery when I broke my foot in January was $25,000. That's crazy to that's me. That's out of pocket? No. Hell no, no. That's not out of But it might as well be. But that's another story. But my point is, is that everything is so exorbitantly expensive okay now you know what else I, I can't afford is giving legacy partners more time on the air i mean jesus christ what is this the super bowl <laughs> you started now, it. now finally like you know like you you have some money you have some investments the dow is up and down like a washwoman's ass on monday it is i don't know what to do is it bonds is it stock what do you do i i don't know what the Central Bank of England is doing, and I don't know what Parliament is doing. Tax cuts, quantitative easing, interest rate, like, they don't know what they're fucking doing. Washington doesn't know what it's doing. The Fed is raising interest rates, and Congress is giving you money back. More spending, less spending. What are you guys fucking doing? You got to call Luke. This is what Luke does. Luke studies. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. With stripper music. Two, four, eight. That's not stripper music. That's what your listeners call That's it. That's Maurice stripper Davis, music. former but they city call councilman it Maurice music. Davis, king of the party blues and former Trump supporter. They call it stripper music, that's Charlie. That's money music. Well, I'm just telling you what the listeners call Which it. I guess, they call it stripper I guess that's music. stripper music. I don't know what stripper music is. Oh, yeah, right. Then why'd you call it that? I'm telling you that's what they call it. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> your listeners, You Charlie. mean people breaking into my car? It's always they. <laughs> they broke into my car. They stole my tires. They like stripper music. It was them. Who's those people them. those people <laughs> but if you want the right guy to call it's Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 come on in brother uh, <laughs> and I don't say those people that's it's not super nice. fan Sean Red Novak of the Detroit City Football Club who play at Keyword Stadium in Hamtramck what up though brother Soccer hooligan. Yeah, move, your move your mic. Move your mic up. Yeah, you gotta get right on that. Move your right mic on up. that mic. Right, yep, right, right on there. Get it right in there, right that, that circle that right there. Yeah. Oh, right in there, yeah. All right, dude. Uh 
this scene that you got going on in Hamtramck, I mean, I go ahead, hippie, give it to him. Thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> I, I never seen anything like it. Where did where did where this coming? This is a gem that most people don't know about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. You know, it, it started off as a community organizing effort back in. 2010, Detroit City Football League, right? Uh, Sean Mann um, started that off, and the, the, the purpose of that was like an adult recreational league that was purposed to connect residents and neighborhoods in the city of Detroit to uplift Detroit, right? And then out of that, in 2012, he soccer pulled... Soccer Yeah, 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 just a soccer league, bear league. Everybody you know, plays soccer, man. Yep, yep, no doubt. And, and, and a couple years later, uh, a couple people that were involved in the league, he connected with about four friends, Alex Wright, you know, Todd and Alex, or I'm sorry, I said Alex already. You um, don't got a name, Dave, etc. Nobody yeah. knows who the exactly, fuck is Exactly, beer. exactly. Huh? It's the beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, you were smoking uh, weed in the green room, weren't you? No, no, no. I'm yeah, you no. You were um, in the red but, um, room. They, they came together and said, what can we do, you know, in addition to this recreational league? And so they, they, they pulled together some resources, a couple thousand dollars a piece, and um, started in the amateur league, right? Started a summer amateur league in the Division Four league. Uh, and they were going to call it the, soccer, like not in professional yet. Okay. That was the amateur league, right? They're playing at Cass Tech Detroit City Football Club, right? right and so that kind of extended off to the off of the football league. And played at Cass Tech for a couple of years. Attendance outgrew that, and so at some point in time, you know what I mean? It was they were turning people away. People were sitting on or standing on little cinder blocks trying to peek over the fence to watch the match. And, um, and, of course, you know, you're getting a group of people to come together for a soccer match, have a couple of beers. You, you probably don't want to attract them to a local high school and call right. yourself a community <laughs> club, you know what I mean, as kids are coming. You know, so I thought it was good. They, they, they were looking around and end up going to Keyworth Stadium, right? And then once they started to go to Keyworth Stadium, Keyworth Stadium, 1936 Federal Works Project, FDR, uh, it was falling apart in a lot of ways, right? It was, it it was getting ready to high be, school, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's owned by the this owned, beautiful old stadium, falling disrepair in Hamtramck. Yep, yep. And most importantly, right, the the school district was using it, and it was becoming a little bit dangerous. I think they're getting ready to condemn part of it. Mm -hmm. And then the club came along, partners with the school district, and then tapped into us as the supporters. We raised three quarter of a million dollars. You to mean make the, fans the fans just like the club so much yep. that they raised the money on their own? Yep. And they didn't get no shit from downtown. Right, right. Oh, wow. Really, right. really, no, really. That's yep. pretty good. Three-quarter million dollars and made the necessary improvements for us to play there, but more importantly, keep it open as a public asset. So you go there on any day in the middle of the week, and you'll see kids playing there. So it stays open. You know? So it's stay, not, wait, 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 wait. That's interesting. You yeah. mean like, so this is a pretty, this is a pretty big club. This club's yeah. growing. Mm -hmm. It's the next division down from MLS, Major League Soccer. Right, right. Right, which is a boring league. Right. Mm. And... <laughs> No, nope. uh, you guys are. You guys came from the third division. You now in the second. You made the came playoffs. from the fourth. Fourth won the third division. Won the third. Then went. This to the year second was your division. first one in the second. You no made doubt. the playoffs as an and your pitch. Yep. Right, see no that? Doubt. See That's how? Good. See, I, I like football pitch. It's I pitch, see. not the field. I the see. pitch is open to kids in the neighborhood. Yep. And 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 well, even how's that? In 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 the, in the first in the first year that we were at Keyworth, the revenue that the club was making from pulling people in on match day, a lot of that revenue went in to put new turf on the pitch. So that Hamtramck, the public school, the mm -hmm. football club, American football, boys' soccer, girls' soccer, the high school, okay. right, could actually 
play there, you know, on pitch that <laughs> wasn't messing up their knee. They got any nice players that maybe are going to be in the uh, Detroit City Football yeah, we'll Club? We'll see. We'll see. One of one of the city legends, George George Shamakov. He doesn't play for the club anymore, but he was one of the uh, one of the coaches for the for the girls uh, squad. You know what I mean? But we'll see. You know, they're that's starting to build a youth. Well, that, that's uh, that's the other thing too. There is a, a women's team, and there's a massive youth push yep. push where I live. I see all the. I signs mean, it's all like Europe. It's that's great. Yep. It's, How it's, they do it? It's it's a phenomenal story. No you should also mention those people that uh, put the money in for Keyworth, made their money back, and then some. It was, yeah. a, I mean, that was a good financial investment with very little help outside of it. And, but, uh, and but that, not only just the financial piece, but a lot of us actually got out, rolled our sleeves yeah. up, and popped Did up it. benches. That, that's and, what I was going to say. Yeah. You look at the return. The return on the investment is more than just financial. And it, we talked about what can people do. This is evidence what people mm-hmm. can do when they have when they find something that 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 works for them and and they make a commitment to to make it work. That yeah, is no true. But I mean, this is also very boring. This the money and the. Well, what do you want to talk about? Charlie? I want to talk about like you know rock and roll and flags are going, <laughs> yeah, and tuba bands yeah. and flares and Fire they coat. actually <laughs> played a major league uh, yeah, the, soccer the club. Crew, yeah. Who who was it? The crew. Columbus Crew. When you play Columbus? Who what? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. When when did you play him? Oh, about a month ago or something And like who that. won? Oh, uh, who do you think won? Fucking DCF. <laughs> we send them packing back to Ohio, no doubt. And you got their most legendary player got traded right after that game, too. Zardis got kicked out of Columbus because of how he played in that game. I like to play. Everybody looks like they're having a good time. I'll say that. No, here's the thing. And that's the cherry on top, really. You know, everything that the club's doing is one thing, but the cherry on top is actually the party and the actual soccer you know and that right. i think that's how it should be you know is it safe in. oh no doubt yeah you know i mean yeah. look we want people to if you want to win in club yeah and you want something that looks like detroit and feels like detroit and behaves like detroit you know yeah. in in, a, in in the nicest way that we are because mm-hmm. we are that as well mm-hmm. this is the place yeah right yeah yeah like yeah. karen should want to come i think yeah yeah come on karen. in my heart i do <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> It's the team of the people, man. It really is. It, dude, it really is, like yep. again, I'm honest. Like I've been watching. Is Grace from going? Afar, Maybe I'll go with Grace a million times. You know how life is. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go. Yeah, I want to go. Can I'll pay, but can you get me in there? October fifteenth against Miami FC, last home match of the regular season. We still got to operate. We've already made the playoffs. We got a playoff berth. You guys moved still. up from third division to second division, and you made the playoffs. Yep. And they said First we weren't going to do nothing. We came in there and you guys are that. like Nottingham Forest, bro. Yep. Who's not having a good run right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Leeds, yeah. Leeds. So yeah, why, yeah. Why, why don't you get Charlie to play? Charlie's played football. He's done. I mean, he's got. I all used his... to be good at the game. Why don't you? Why don't you? Uh... But my knee, man. You know, I was playing. I blew it out. Uh-huh. I was here at the Coney, right? Gotcha. Cleaning the grease off the uh, the um, awning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do jump. I mean, you know, I'm trying to keep yeah. it shape, bro. You know, you should try it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and and I'm jumping up and down with the uh, with the scrub stick, you know, the broom and oh. age age popped the, the fucking yeah. patella, bro. Age. The age popped. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sucked it up, man. I so finished. was that a no? I finished Charlie? the game out, man. I got so all the. So was that a no that you aren't going to? I would love to. I would, but I just you know when I lived in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. In Christiania, it was a place called. It was like mm. the hippies took over a military base, and over the years, it was like public baths, you know, its own school, and it was international. No police allowed in there. Yeah. And I uh, worked in the bakery in there, and we had a rec league. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the Danes versus the internationals. Mm-hmm. And I got to play fucking goalie. Hey. It was fucking great. Charlie, what yeah. haven't you done? Right. I mean, right. seriously. I, I'm, I haven't gone to one of these games, Karen. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. October so 15th. I, what haven't I done? I have done them many. Okay. And well, I'm, by the way, an announcement, I'm going down to the border a week, a month from today. And I'm going to give you the special report, what's really going on. And I'm coming in from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you the deal if I can get it done. But I've been warned. Mm-hmm. You know what I've been warned? What you been warned? You do not want to fuck around Reynosa, which is across from McAllen, which is in the Rio Grande sector, because they will pick you up, disappear you, put you in a baker's oven, and burn you to death. Yeah. So my contact there is like, you do not want to fuck there. But there is a place where there is no cartel. And that's where you're seeing everybody come, and I'm going. Yeah, do that one. Because yeah, I'm doing yeah, that, do that, and one. I'm doing this game. And when is that game, dude? When is that game? October 15th, Keyword Stadium. Sold out? 4 p.m. No, it ain't sold out. 4 p.m.? 4 p.m. Oh, the 15th. Yep. In Hamtramck, 4 yep. p.m., last game of the season. Last game of the regular season. The regular. Well, we ain't, we, you ain't going to get no home game. We still can. It's still a possibility. We've got three matches left. If Give we the win, odds if on we that. went out in the... Three matches, you got to win three matches on the road. Probably not. Okay. So this is probably the last time to see the club this season, right? We'll see. Well, yeah, at home. At home, yeah. Oh, at home. You can go to the clubhouse With with these gas prices, bro? (laughs) Putin, fuck me. I can't go see this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck to you. And and how do you get tickets? Go on, uh, what's the website? Uh, What is it? DETCityFC.com and just click on the tickets link. For a successful club, you couldn't get a better website than that. D E T C S. Or remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you, isn't syphilis.com available? Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, God. Some people say debt city, but I don't like how that ring comes off the tongue for debt some people. City? Well, right. Karen was right. just writing about it. It yeah. is yeah. that city. Yeah. 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 Time, city. time to talk truth about it. Yeah. Oh, and by yeah. the way, last thing. My thought, and your thoughts on my thought. And this, like sports radio, these. I don't like soccer. I right. said, okay. The English Premier League, the mm-hmm. ultimate league in the world. Um, Mark, we looked it up before the show. What is the average? It's a ninety-minute match, mm-hmm. and the average goal scored in a match is just shy of three. I think it was two seven five. Two seven five. We'll yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah. We'll call about. it. We'll round everything up or, or down as as math dictates. So about three goals a game for ninety minutes. Major League Baseball. How many runs a game? It was about are, five. About mm-hmm. five. And how long do those games go? Forever. About uh, three and a half hours. <laughs> we'll call it three. They're up, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's two and a half runs versus three goals for an hour and a half. And soccer's always moving, man. It's, yeah, man. it's a if, beautiful if, if game. If anybody thinks soccer is boring... Go to Keyworth. Yeah. Right? And look at it. Watch this one. Let's go, Lions! <laughs> Let's go, Blue! No, look at this shit. Yeah! Do you guys have, like, naked cheerleaders and shit? They're probably, you know, you, you folks keep on drinking a little bit through the match. You might have a couple of them. That's what I'm them. talking about now. Karen going to show up in a, in, a, in a mink and nothing else. And leave, I'm leaving nothing else. <laughs> No. Yeah, them connects might <laughs> unconnect. Disconnect after a while, that was right? My mom. <laughs> when my uh, second stepfather, his ex-wife was still living in the house. My mom got drunk, got pissed, went over there in the fur, and nothing else. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! And the cops gave her a ride home. And how did that make? Oh, how did that make you? Feel love you, right? mommy. She don't. <laughs> you should be me. telling her secrets. Uh, she can't Charlie. get a message on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> 
shouldn't tell her secrets. <laughs> I can't imagine why she don't answer your phone calls now. I should bring her. <laughs> mom, let's go to a, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, did they? If I bring my mom, do you serve amaretto? I'm sure we could find an amaretto. Right. Or is it BYOB? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, bring your own Benedictine. There you go. Right, because she drinks that as well. <laughs> All right, brother, it was, it was great having you on. Likewise, man. likewise. Thank you for having you, me. You can hang for the rest here. I, I just uh, want to just hang out there. Red, part two. Red, living at the Normandy Hotel, the Last Chance Hotel for a lot of guys. Place can be rugged, can be rough. There's some rough characters. There's just, there's everybody there. Have you gone to visit yet, Charlie? Oh, yeah, yeah. You visited? I was there the other night standing in the lobby. I couldn't get past the bulletproof glass. Oh. Wouldn't let me in. But what was weird was there was like a coat of arms. There, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a fucking suit of armor in the lobby. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I was going to touch it to see, but I didn't want to knock it over and then cause, you know, you know what I mean? You just don't, don't fuck around. Don't touch but, uh, things. As always, Red in his new Netflix series. It's just Netflix doesn't know it yet. <laughs> it's coming. It is coming. Right? It's a Life at the Normandy Hotel. This episode is called um, The Laundromat, and it's brought to you by ADR. ADR, experienced, overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since the turn of the century. ADR is competent, can reduce your costs, increase your bottom line, you got to hire somebody in this day and age to get it done because we now see what's going on. Now. We're right. Watch this. We were right. <laughs> Sorry, it meant total economic collapse, but we were right. Told you, warned you. Uh, ADRs cl- save clients millions. Uh, they're experts in compu- uh, procurement, government compliance, information technology, and on and on. As you know, you also know that ADR is honest, ethical, smart. You will call the head of everything at ADR, that's Barry Ellentuck, 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right on time on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. They will fix the shit. And I, we- I like that title, head of everything. That's going to be my new title. People always say, what is your title? I'm going to say head of everything. I like that, Charlie. Is there a goddamn beer in this place? Can somebody get... I feel like I'm in a bar. There's some... I all exactly, smoke and like, alcohol. You, like you do a podcast. You like this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good-ass podcast. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate you. you like I'm glad it's not on Friday night. Yeah. You, like the, you like the vibe? <laughs> yeah, I like the vibe. I like the content more than anything. You do? Appreciate oh. people who appreciate Detroit. My man, shit. Anything anybody's doing for Detroit, That's pretty I'm just cool. with it. It's making me old, man. It, you know, it's actually keeping me young. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> okay, now, uh, Mark, can you turn the speakers on in studio while we watch this, mm-hmm. along with everybody, wherever you are, we're on five continents. We are? <laughs> Did you know that? I think seven, right? There's probably somebody no, else. No, I, I, Jesus, hippie. We had someone in Antarctica. I need you to get a hold of somebody in Antarctica and get him on the program. I would love, you got it? Are you writing this down? I was gonna, he's, he's a millennial, I gotta tell him to write everything down. And then he writes it really small, and then he never sees it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he wrote it down. Yeah. So All right, <laughs> anyway, here's a Red at the Normandy Hotel, called The Laundromat. Trailers for sale or rent. Put me out the house, Rolls don't divorce me. for left for 50 cents. No phone, all I know is what I got. No pets, 
started from the bottom Ain't now. I got no cigarettes, uh, but two hours of pushing broom by the eight by twelve four bedroom. I'm a man of means, by no means king of the world. Uh, adjusted to the life at the Normandy is uh, something to get used to. Uh, laundry was one of my first challenges. Uh, even though there's a laundry room in the Normandy, there are two small machines and I live on the fourth floor and they're in the fucking basement. So uh, I started coming to the laundromat across the street. What a pain in the ass it is to walk all the way across the street because one, I don't like doing no extra shit, no exercise type shit, and that's just forcing me to be healthy now. And two, it costs a lot of quarters to come to the laundromat. I got carpal tunnel in my shoulder putting all these damn quarters in here. So you best just put it all in one bale and wash it in one big ass machine. Who gives a damn about how white whites are? Well, what went down, I was over here laundromat doing my laundry and happened to step out, smoke a cigarette while I'm waiting on my stuff to finish and see three cop cars pull up across the street. Three cars at the Hotel Normal. Three police cars. So, of course, my curiosity, like anybody else's when they see police cars, is peaked. I runs over there to find out what's going on, and so I walked up to the first person I saw. I don't know what happened, but I heard a, I heard Big Mike say, "You pulled a gun, motherfucker." Dude wow. said, "Yeah, because you put your fucking hands on the maintenance there." Yes, pulled a gun. Apparently, one of the tenants got into it with the maintenance man, and in exchange in defense of the maintenance man, ended up pulling out his gun on the tenant. I pulled a gun out because he was trying to defend himself, man. He was a big motherfucker, man. You all right, Mike? Big Mike is a tenant, apparently, that stays in the building and kind of balances out paying his rent with doing duties around the building. I got five floors. Right two trash bins on each floor. So I said, that's $640. Rent ain't but 532. Okay. You're giving me off at least $100 for two years. So I said, man, I got mad. I didn't get violent, man. Apparently Big Mike had a discrepancy, discrepancy with Nick the maintenance man they got into a heated argument. So we start squaring off with each other. He kicked me in the nuts. I said, hold on, man. I didn't show no weakness, but I was hurting. So I pulled my knife. Okay. I'm doing just like I'm doing now, backing up. I'm not coming forward, I'm backing up. Oh, you really out here, you pulled a knife on me. I said, you kicked me in the nuts. And so intervened by pulling his legally licensed carried gun on Big Mike. I didn't know he had the gun on him, so I grabbed his hand when I grabbed the gun. So I said, well, you can't eject. Okay. I said, somebody gonna hurt you one day, man. I'm not in that mode. I'm not trying to be violent. We was making a deal, and you come in here and backstab me, man. That's some dirty shit, so I'll let it go. Big Mike felt injustice and went and called the police. 
Police showed up, three cars deep, and in the end, Big Mike ends up going to jail. We saw you end up getting locked up. They, right. The police took you to jail. Yes. How long did they have you staying? Did they have you bind out? Two and what? a half days. Did and they give you a charge? He said they didn't press charges yet, but the case is still open. Okay. You so the detective said, I'm getting you out of here, or however it went down, I'm out. Okay. I'm out on the street. It didn't take long for me to find my first story at the Normandy, and I'm sure it's not gonna take long for me to find many more at the Normandy. Hopefully, hopefully I can keep the hell up. By no means, king of the world. That is fucking news, <laughs> bro. That's insightful. That's, that's what happening. it is. Yeah, but that's insightful. Remember, we talked about Red being able to show us what really goes on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this guy's working off his rent, but you've been talking about economics all day. That doesn't balance out. He wants, you know, the difference. And you see what happens to the regular man? Here's what happens. Yeah. I've been done wrong. I called the police and I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, so real quick, I'd like to get out at a precisely 60 minutes. The last one, uh, I want to congratulate New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge for tying Roger Maris's American League home run record at 61, beating out Babe Ruth at 60. He did it last night in Toronto, and that's all very nice. But I would like to, if you're listening, I will describe it. If you're watching, watch this. It's in Toronto. Here comes home run number 61. This bitch got to be worth a million dollars. Freeze it. This ball's got to be worth a million dollars. Look at these two Canadian douchebags <laughs> in left field. You came to the game with your glove and you... Missed it. Wah, wah. Play it. Roll it, bitch. Missed it. Look at him! Oh my God! Oh jeez! Canadians can't catch. <laughs> they can't catch. You go to the five hole. They got no glove. Oh God! They got they can they can skate. No doubt. They can fight. No doubt. They're nice people. They're too nice. But right? watch this. Watch this. Is how nice they are. Watch this. The guy on the right with his glove. He's a grown man with a glove. There's a Yankees fan in between them. Mark, bring it right there. Okay, now watch. The Yankee fan is kind of in his way. Go ahead and play it, Mark. And he doesn't push him out of the way. Yeah. Hey, New York fuck. You're courteous. That's a million-dollar ball, man. I'm going to steamroll you. No, he was too nice. He's Canadian. They're nice. They are. That ball was worth $1 million. In Canadian currency, that's 1.37 million loonies. And pretty soon, you're getting Prince Charles on your money. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody.